The sound of the Amis tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Hello there, and thanks for joining us on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Shirley Lin, bringing you 50 minutes of English language features. Up ahead in today's program, we have Behind the Beats with Emma Benek. But first, we're going to begin with Here in Taiwan. Hello there, today is March 2nd, it's a Wednesday, and you're listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Shirley Lin, and I'm joined now in the studio by Natalie So. Hello. And we're going to be talking about giving you an update, rather, on um, loosening COVID rules coming into effect uh, starting March 1st today. Also, uh, giving you an update on Taiwan's stance on the Ukraine situation, how Taiwan is sending humanitarian relief, and also uh, we got a surprise visit by some people from the U.S. We'll tell you all about that in just a moment. It's a new month, and we've got some uh, loosening up on COVID restrictions. Well, Natalie, you got some updates on that? Yes. Well, basically, they're doing away with the four-level system that we've been using. All oh, that's time. right, the um, COVID alert system. Yeah, so yeah. we used to have different levels, and like, you know, for level two, then you have to obey all these rules. And they decided not to do that anymore. Now they're just going to adjust it every month or as, you know, things change. Yeah. So beginning today, we have a loosening of a lot of restrictions, which is, I think, good news because most of our domestic cases have been contained to certain clusters that are, you know, contained and people have been discovering them in quarantine. So there's really no big um, worry Worries, that it's yeah. going to lead to a greater outbreak. So under um, the new rules... We can start wearing not wearing masks in a number of situations. This includes um, when you're exercising. Yeah, that's great news for me. Yeah, <laughs> do, you, do you go out and exercise? Well, the thing is that I just joined a gym, you know, workout gym. You know, I think I better get back on my strength training, which I had stopped like almost a year with COVID and everything. And I, I, I you know, you know, I used to do Zumba, and I love like doing Zumba. But you've been I doing it at home for a that. while, right? Yeah, well, I did that with YouTube, right? But then uh-huh. I've stopped that for a while, too. Well, I had a, a minor accident sometime about a month ago. I was on a bus. Okay, I was telling some, some colleagues here. I know Tomash knows about this, but anyway, I'll tell you. Um, I was on a bus about a month ago, and the bus driver kind of like hit on the brakes really suddenly. Everybody was like falling over the place in the bus except for me. I was holding on to two holders. Oh. and um, but, but a guy fell right on my right leg. And at the time, I didn't feel anything, but it's like I'm, I feel sore and pain in my foot and everything, and it's gone all the way, all, all up my leg, you know, so I haven't done anything about it. I mean, I did go to the pharmacy and got, um, you know, the medication for three days, and I thought I was feeling better, but so now I'm back uh, to, I'm doing like physical therapy just about a week ago, so 
Uh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I know so, how you feel. I have some minor ailments myself. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. So, so, so I'm now I'm going back to workout. So I'm really glad to know that you know we don't have to wear masks while we're exercising. Yeah, that's, that's hard. such great news. That's hard. <laughs> I, know. I mean, for people around the world, Taiwan has been really strict about um, our mask wearing, you know, rules. Yeah. Because we only have, let's say, a dozen local cases throughout all of Taiwan. A, a, a day, I mean, yeah. something like a dozen at the most, two dozen. Um, but we've been having to wear masks everywhere we go. Mm. But starting today, we don't have to wear it um, when we're in our cars, if we're with our family or driving right. alone. We don't have to wear them when we're exercising. We don't have to wear them when we're taking photos. Mm. Also, if we're doing what we're doing now, mm -hmm. uh, live streaming, filming, uh, moderating at an event, news reporting. So I guess people on TV, you don't have to wear a mask. Okay, as long as you keep a distance from each other, right? I think, I think. the rule is always to, still to have a social distance of a meter, yeah. 1.5 meters. Right. Uh, but if you're giving a speech, if you're lecturing, you don't need to wear a mask, which is much more pleasant to look at Yeah. if you're the viewer or if you're doing the work yourself, right? You're not exactly. going to be like really, really tired and hard you know, having a difficulty breathing while you're giving mm -hmm. a lecture. Yeah. So um, also uh, you can eat now on trains and buses, uh, domestic flights, and you can sample food oh. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in um, like, you know, like places Costco like Costco. or markets. And also you can start visiting hospitals again. Oh, okay. Um, so, so, but then we still have to keep our mask, I mean, wear our mask when we leave our house, right? Right. Still, we still need to wear a mask. When I don't know. Mask. I was. I, I know. I was talking to Tomash about this. I just. I don't understand this because we're outdoors. It's open air. Why do we have to wear a mask when we're out in open air? <laughs> you know. I guess. I mean. I think because we do come in contact with people, so they're just trying yeah. to be extra careful. Because you, you're going to walk into maybe a convenience store. You're going to pass by people. Oh, so. I can see if it's indoors. You know, but That's I mean, true. like out on the street. That's but true. then I know my daughter, my the, my nurse daughter. She did say something about like, well, what if you happen to be like standing at the red light and and someone just a second ago was, you know, who's who, who's <laughs> confirmed case. Yeah, was coughing, was, was coughing or something like that. That's and true. and she's saying that the virus can stay there for, I don't know, a, a couple of minutes or something can linger there. So I was like, OK, <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, but, I, don't, I don't like wearing a mask either. But I, know, I, think I feel I, suffocating all the time. I, I think I think it is a good um, precautionary measure. It is. I mean, you think if the whole world was doing that, there would probably be a lot less cases around the world. True. So I think we don't think of it as a political issue, more of a as a health issue. Right. And we're on the extra careful side. So right. we're gradually lifting some um, requirements. I think, th like for us, I think also if we're sitting far enough apart, we, we take our masks off, actually. Mm -hmm. Like in, in our office, right? We sit pretty far apart from each other. So right. a lot of times we take our masks like off. Like right anyway. now, we're pretty far apart. Right. We're, yeah. we're definitely... Uh, <laughs> Far yeah. enough. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that, you know, Taiwan is gradually lifting some measures. Um, mm -hmm. It's good to know that our domestic outbreak is not spreading. Yeah, yep, we're, so. we're good about this. In fact, you know, Taiwan as a whole, we're very used to wearing masks anyway, even way before COVID. Did you used to wear a mask? Well, I mean, you know, like you, if you're on the MRT, let's say you got a cold, you know, right. got a cough. You will see people wearing masks on the train, you know, right. out of courtesy. Yeah. That's true. So I think we're that's, so used to wearing it. And when it's cold too, like right, the right, cold right. air is not good for your nose. So yeah, um, and and our ex colleague John Ventriest, I mean, he was wearing masks all the time. Yeah, people who are hypochondriacs. Yes, <laughs> some people are, you know, and he's so used to it. And he's not even Taiwanese. <laughs> so, well, he's but, he's healthy. Maybe yeah. that's part of the reason. That's right. 
I mean, it's true. You know, since we started wearing masks more often, people are not, you know like visiting hospitals and doctors less and less because people are just not that's true. getting sick. I think that's so, maybe a good byproduct because people exactly. used to overuse the medical resources we have. They're so cheap. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you know, so that nice. goes to say why wearing masks is so important. It really does make a difference. That's yeah. true. I think people, uh, there have been less instances of the regular flu as well. Right, exactly. So that's good. And yeah. I, I do hope that, you know, we continue to take precautions um, around the world to, mm. you know, contain the spread of COVID. Yeah, I know. Well, somebody was saying that COVID could be here to stay for a long time. So just get used to this new norm, you know. Yeah, so I maybe mean, masks will be a new normal. Yeah, it, it will. To some extent. And so for all the more reason why I feel I need to get different colors, you know, of uh, masks to go with what, what I wear true. the other day. It's, it's a nice it's accessory. Be, like if you're going out and wear something a little bit prettier. And yeah, it, it's it, gonna it gonna makes, be, makes yeah. you feel like you've dressed up, right? <laughs> Even though it's, so, it's not too expensive either. No. You know, a yeah. little bit more than the usual. Worth investing, I guess. Right, a few <laughs> fancy masks. <laughs> yeah, besides, you know, those uh, green and blue ones that we we started off with which looked like really medical kind of you know mass but yeah i don't want to <laughs> they don't go with they don't, don't go, go with your outfits clothes, right <laughs> anyway all right so wear your mask and um as we loosening up uh, restrictions here it's all because we're really strict with you know wearing masks and all that kind of stuff i hope that you guys do the same in your country move over to a slightly more serious thing is about this you know russell ukraine war that's going on um and what Taiwan is doing to help in the situation where yeah so natalie we've got uh, some details on that yes well we've also joined the swift ban and um i'm sorry what is that so that is like um swift is like a type of financial transaction between banks ah. so there are uh banks throughout the world that are banning um so that the russians cannot move their money uh-huh yeah so it's it's one way to to get them right make make life very difficult for them and you know the russian economy that the ruble is depreciating really quickly because of this action this very quick action huh. um especially by um european and american you know western countries right. to to make them pay for you know for invading ukraine mm. so uh taiwan is joining these um sanctions also we are trying to aid um the people in ukraine we've been we sent some medical devices okay and supplies about 27 metric tons actually um so that that flew out let's see on monday yesterday okay. and uh last night around midnight so um it will be transferred it's going to frankfurt and then to ukraine okay so um yeah i think it's great to know that you know even though we really didn't have any uh, special ties to Ukraine before, we weren't diplomatic, you know, allies. They didn't have, we don't have offices in each other's um, countries, but we can feel their pain mm. and we really want to be there f for them. Mm -hmm. So because uh, we understand the threat of being under attack by an authoritarian regime. You right. know, a lot of people making parallels to Taiwan and the possibility of China attacking us. So right. to some extent, we really commiserate with them and we hope that they they can you know win and 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 not let the russians defeat them so we are sending humanitarian relief uh -huh. yeah and we are joining in some of those sanctions yeah so how do you feel shirley about the war does it make you more nervous about you know china possibly attacking us 
Yeah, a little bit, I'd say, you know, it's like, you know, um, uh, maybe a excuse that China is thinking that, oh, I, we can go ahead and do that too. Um, but I was really surprised and I'm just thinking like, you know, we're talking about the 20th century and, 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 you know, there's still war going on. Of course, of course, I came to realize that actually there are constantly wars everywhere all over the world that has been going on for years and maybe even decades that are not reported in the news. So those are ongoing. So it's like, you know, I guess in some ways we shouldn't be surprised, but in other ways, I'm just thinking that, um, you know, even wars in this modern time that can still happen. And so that is, uh, that is, that is quite scary and quite discouraging. What about you? Oh, definitely. Well, you know, um, we're covering it in the news all the time mm -hmm. and um, on Taiwan Insider, which is our weekly news program. I interviewed, it was actually the day that the war started on Thursday, that morning. Uh. I had already set up an interview with a top former Pentagon official who was in charge of China and Taiwan. Uh -huh. He was a senior director and he's also now a think tank director of Asian studies. So he's like very much a defense expert on Asia and it was, you know, he said he was shocked mm. that, you know, in this day and age, this yeah, is still happening. Right? And now he said, this is, of course, terrible. It's a new era with, with these authoritarian regime. This, you know, Russia is invading another country. Mm. Um, he also did say that some of the things he said is, is really um, makes me think that, you know, the, the U.S. and Taiwan really need to be prepared because he's saying, well... China's probably watching closely how the U.S. and NATO will react right. to this war, this invasion. And also the U.S. should be more proactive about um, preparing in the event of a crisis. Mm -hmm. What exactly will they do and how will they deter? How will they keep Taiwan, um, you know, safe and, and uh, yeah. protect Taiwan? Mm. <clears throat> so it, it just seems because there is a real war going on, it just seems more uh, realistic that another war could happen, right? Yeah. That Not that China and Russia um, are planning, you know, anything or, or that China would want to do it right now just because Russia's doing it. I don't think that that's the way they think, right? Mm -hmm. It has more to deal with if it's good for them, right. what, what's the best timing for them and what is the least costly method for them. But all of the images and the news of, of real life wars definitely uh, shakes us up a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, for them and also for us thinking, oh, what if that happened to us? Right. Yeah, it seems like there's there are like more and more documentaries on TV and showing like some post, I mean, some past wars and battles. Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, what are they trying to do? <laughs> you know, to scare us even more. But I mean, but the reality of it is, I mean, wars do happen. And the only thing, yeah, like, like I said, it's shocking to think that in modern days, like now that we would still have wars. But um, I wonder if some people are getting worried and starting to move out of Taiwan. I bet there are some people who are getting paranoid. Probably, you know. Yeah. And I, I you know, um, just today, actually, the U.S. is sending um, a group of former top uh, right. defense officials. Right, that's the next officials. story we're going to yeah. get to. Yes. So, yeah. so I think that, you know, they, the U.S. also wants to show that it is supporting Taiwan. It is not um, going to leave us alone. And mm. let's see who, who's here. Uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mike Mullen. Mm -hmm. He'll be coming here. Um, this is coming right in the afternoon. Yeah. And also, um, so he's a retired Navy, Navy admiral, and he was the top U.S. military officer under George W. Bush and Barack Obama. So he's a very recent top 
um, defense official. And then there's going to be uh, Megan O'Sullivan, a former Deputy National Security Advisor under Bush, Michelle Florney, a former Undersecretary of Defense under Obama. So it's a bipartisan group, mm-hmm. a lot of top former defense officials. And basically, um, you know, what they're saying is that they want to just show their support for Taiwan. Uh-huh. They're just going to be here for a day, isn't it? I think so. So one or two days, very short. They're coming. Yeah. They're going to meet with the president. They're going to meet with the defense minister. Um, a few days ago, a U.S. warship sailed through the Taiwan Strait. Okay. Um, so you know the U.S. has been sailing warships through there, just kind of to show that show they that, are yeah. here. Right. And um, but at the same time, China's been having these, um, you know, uh, military plane incursions. Yeah. That's true. Non-stop. So that. So it's definitely a lot more tense here in Taiwan. And yeah. I think the whole world actually is aware of the the potential um, of a conflict or even war mm. here in Taiwan. Yeah. So. Little did we know that Russia was going to do it first, <laughs> kind of, you know, <laughs> because that came as a surprise. I mean, that they didn't even reveal anything about that the possibility of doing it. Although, of course, now we know that the cause of it is that um, Russia is opposed to Ukraine joining NATO and the EU, and they don't want any of that happening. And so, but um, yeah, surprising that you know that uh, Putin would push something like that. So, is your family still more nervous? Uh, I haven't talked to my parents or my in-laws <laughs> lately. How so about I don't your, know. your kids or your husband? No, we, we're we not so into politics, you know, as a family, as a whole. Uh-huh. So, no, and, and none of our kids are living at home. So it's not like oh, we so you can can't talk chat it. with them about it. <laughs> yeah. So, no, we haven't really t- chat about it. So, anyway, but... Um, so that's a uh, that's a surprise visit from some past U.S. Uh, defense officials and showing support for Taiwan. While we were on a talk about loosening, you know, COVID rules in Taiwan, where there's going to be something else that's happening on March seventh, exactly a week later. Well, actually, less. And that is um, the Taipei city government is going to extend subsidies for hotel and quarantines for those who require them uh, during COVID and uh, for inbound, you know, travelers. And so uh, this is kind of, um, I didn't know about this, actually, but it's good to know that there's uh, subsidies here. So originally, though, the subsidy program was scheduled to end on February 28th, the last day of February. But then with, you know, modified quarantine policy that Natalie was just covering just now, um, that they've decided to extend uh, the program, the subsidy program, to encourage residents to isolate um to encourage residents to isolate or quarantine in hotels. Because Taipei City Mayor Ko Wenzhou was saying that if people are quarantined at home, it's harder to monitor, you know, their, you know, if they're really following the rules and you know, staying home like they're supposed to. So they actually doing this, this subsidy program to encourage more people to actually go and stay at, you know, quarantine hotels. And so that's the, uh, the, the reason for this program. And um, people can actually apply for a subsidy of like something like close to 18 US dollars per day for up to a total of 180 US dollars for 10 days. Because starting uh, March 7th, the quarantine period will be cut down from 14 days to 10. And so um, anyway, and this, of course, you know, this uh, subsidy program is going to be under rolling review. So anything can change if policies change. 
Now, each person can only apply for the subsidy once. And um, it says that uh, those who cannot conform to one person per household, that's asking a lot. You know, it's like if you really want people to quarantine at home, it has to be only that person that nobody else can be in the same house, you know, they have to move out or something. Yeah, that uh, that's that's tough. So if I that's think they the should let couples stay together. I mean, they're <laughs> going to be together anyway, right. especially if they're traveling together. You know, if you're traveling yeah. back from somewhere, it, if one person has it, the other person's going to get it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're oh, traveling you together, way. right? Right, right. Actually, I think if you were to like put in a special request, I think you can do that. I know of somebody um, yeah, who came back to Taiwan during COVID, maybe like about a year or half a year ago, maybe. Um, they, I think they, they, and they've got a baby too. So you can't like, you know, separate them all. And so I think they got special permission to stay together at the same, um, quarantine hotel. For the couple? Yeah, for the couple mm. and a baby, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it makes sense. And so, um, but the thing is that, uh, you know, they encourage, uh, you to quarantine at quarantine hotels, but at your own expense, because I mean, some time ago, the government was going to cover uh, that, but not anymore. Uh, so that that was that was in the past. But anyway, so eligible residents would receive a subsidy of up to 7000 uh, NT for 14 days if they end the quarantine before March 7th. So so it's not like, oh, wait a minute, I'm getting back before March 7th, so don't qualify. But no, they really took into consideration those who are coming back, you know, before March 7th, that they still get uh, subsidies. So that's nice of the government. But um, yeah, so anyway, basically, they're encouraging this program just so that people will be more willing to quarantine at hotels instead of quarantine at home when they're worried that you might not follow the rules and then, you know, the spread might get out of hand. But uh, what do you think about this? I, I think it's, <laughs> well, they encourage you to stay at quarantine hotels, but then quarantine hotels do vary in prices. And usually the cheaper ones get, you know, get booked, yeah, right, booked away. right away. And um, I know of somebody else who actually just came in here to study Chinese because they open up to international students to study Chinese programs. And she got a, a, a full scholarship like way, like maybe a year ago, but then during COVID, so like she couldn't come in, um, but she made it in here. And the thing was that because during the time when she was like almost getting on a plane to come over, the policies changed where um, the school um, does not help, does not put them, the students in government run quarantine hotels. So then they would have to pay themselves but they would arrange, you know, for you to be booked into a quarantine hotel. So that meant it's more expensive, like they would pay more, but it's, you know, so that's the thing. Yeah, I've, I I know of people who realize that when they go online to book for quarantine hotels, the cheap ones get booked so fast. And then and then once they have to like 3,000 a night, which is, you know, can be a, a bit a pricey lot. for it's some like people. A, it's going to be a, a thousand a, US yeah. dollars at least, right? Right. Just to stay and, in quarantine. Right. And then, yeah. And then to consider times 14 days, right? So that is, that can be uh, a lot. So, but anyway, so, but there's the subsidy program. Hope it makes you feel better if you feel like, you know, I don't think you 500 have is enough. Come. I think it, at least a thousand, right? But if you think like so many people are coming back, I mean, the government That's true. can't. But yeah, I, for me. So. If it's a thousand, it make you feel like it's a lot cheaper, right? <laughs> so, it's <laughs> a five hundred. Five hundred. It a helps, day. of course. It helps, but um. yeah. So it's better than nothing, I suppose. So, but anyway.
Well, that's all the stories we've got for you on here in Taiwan. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, and do come back again tomorrow uh, as we have got more stories, interesting stories for you on here in Taiwan. In the meantime, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm Natalie So. Stay tuned for Behind the Beats with Emma Benek. That's a music program coming right up. Hello, hello, this is Emma Benek and you're listening to Behind the Beats. Now on this week's episode, we're going to be taking a look at a new band. This one is called Yujouren, or in English, they're called Cosmos People. So this band has actually been around for quite some time. They formed in 2004, and they came together because they all went to the same high school called the Taipei Municipal Jianguo High School. And the year 2004, the year that they formed, was actually also the same year that they graduated. 2004 was also an important year for this band because it was also the year of the Summer Olympics. Now, while watching the Olympics, some of the members of the band were thinking that, wow, these athletes are so amazing. It's almost like they're from another planet. And they sort of wanted to have the same amazing sort of out of this world set of skills, not in terms of their athletic abilities, but in terms of their musical abilities. So that's what made them choose the name cosmos people or yu ren because the cosmos the universe is obviously beyond this world or as they like to put it they want to be unlike any other band on earth so the members of the band have kind of changed around a bit but the current members include xiao yu who is in charge of the lead vocals and the keyboard then there's aqua who's on the guitar and finally there's fang q who is on the bass now, like a lot of the other bands that I've talked about in the past, they don't really stick to one genre. Cosmos People plays kind of a mix of funk, pop, R&B, and I started listening to some of their interviews before I really got into listening to all their different albums that they'd come out with, and I felt like I totally understood what they were describing in their interviews after I listened to their music as well. They said that they really like dance music, something that has a little bit more of an old school vibe. They said they really like Sly and the Family Stone, which is a band that I also love. I'm gonna be honest, when I hear their music, I don't know if Sly and the Family Stone immediately comes to mind. I mean, I guess they also don't want something that sounds like an exact replica of another band's work. But I would definitely say that if they're going for dance music, that's what I feel as well. I'll talk a little bit more about the band itself as we continue through the show, but of course this is a music show, so let's get to the music. The first song that I'm going to play is called Oh Girl. It doesn't have a Chinese name, so it's easier for the English listening audience out there to remember. I think that there's sort of a nice call and response 
pattern in this song and you can easily hear that there's some voice alterations or like a voice synthesizer used but in my personal opinion I feel like it's not overused I kind of like the effect that it has on their voices I don't want to go too much into what the song is about before you listen to it when I was actually listening to it the first time around I wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics more so just to the melody and overall feel of it and I felt like when I was reading the lyrics later I guess I felt like there was sort of a contrast there I wouldn't say in a way that totally threw me off, but um, you might be a little surprised about what this song, Oh Girl, is about. Anyway, I won't keep you guessing. Here it comes up right now, Oh Girl by Cosmos People.
All right, so that was the song "Oh Girl" by Cosmos People. Now,、uh, I'm not sure exactly what sort of impression you had about that song, depending on whether or not you understood the lyrics. To me, I just thought of something really upbeat. I don't know if I hear just the name "Oh Girl." I feel like it's someone singing about how much they love this girl. But、um, right from the beginning, it starts off with、um, them singing that, singing to their girl, I guess, that they really messed up last night and they ended up just kissing another girl the whole time. But then asking this girl that they're with. Like I guess their girlfriend, not to get angry, don't kick them out, don't end things. And there's some nice things that they're singing about the girl that they're with, saying, "Oh, like she's beautiful. Like they just want to make her laugh." But then at the same time, I feel like they don't seem to really take too seriously what they did the night before. I mean, the fact that they were kissing another girl the whole time.、Um, at the end, they're like, "Oh, like I don't understand why." Uh, you won't like just take my explanations. Why this doesn't excuse his crime or whatever? I don't know. If this girl wants to get angry and kick the guy out, I personally think that she wouldn't be acting too out of line. But、um, regardless of what's happening in the situation, I still think that it's a fun, good song. And anyway, speaking of fun and good songs,、uh, I have another one coming up for you by Cosmos People. Now this one has a different sort of sound to it, which I really like. Like I said at the beginning, they kind of go across a bunch of different genres. This song is called "Xian Zhe Yang," and I feel like it has a nice, fun beat, and it's something that I feel like I would be more likely to hear if I was out at some sort of dance club or something. Which, like I said in the beginning, is definitely a vibe that they also strive for. So anyway, here's the song "Xian Zhe Yang." Take a listen, and I'll talk about the lyrics after.
So that was the song Xian Zhe Yang. Now the lyrics talk about how even though cities can be full of light pollution, they still look up to the skies to wish on shooting stars to try to find good luck. I feel like this song kind of follows a theme that a lot of Taiwanese bands I've talked about have, which is that society keeps putting pressure on us to keep buying the latest things and kind of forcing us to follow these trends that we might not even realize why we're following them. I don't know if they're trying to draw some sort of connection between this and also with the pollution that we're creating in the world with all of this unnecessary consumerism. But basically, when they're singing this song, they really just want to be themselves and not have this pressure of a lot of different things, like not just buying things or staying up to date with the coolest trends, but also just not being put on a pedestal. Maybe that's because they're in a band and maybe there's a lot of pressure for them to look or act a certain way. But in English, you can hear them singing throughout the song like, no, I can't be your hero. Now, the next song I'm going to play is called Da Zhi Ruoyu. Uh, something that is pretty cool, I think, about this song is that this song is pronounced the same way as a Chinese idiom that means that great intelligence may appear to be stupidity, but the characters that are used to spell out this idiom are actually not the correct characters that should be used to write it. So I think that's kind of an interesting take maybe to explain their message. I think this song in general has a lot of uplifting messages. I'll talk more about them after you hear this next upcoming beat, which is Da Zhi Ruoyu, which comes from the idiom that means great intelligence may appear to be stupidity. <laughs>
我的方向，水往下流，我偏要往上。就算最后像个笨蛋一样结束了，我也不要和别人一模一样。The song you just finished listening to was "Da Zhi Ruo Yu," and you actually heard the beginning of it at the very beginning of this program, just because I really like it. How it's just very catchy, and how in the beginning it's just their voices with these periodic bursts of beats. Now to talk a little bit about the lyrics, it's just sort of this theme of having all these great ideas and but still needing to grow up to be able to really use them out in the real world. There's so many things that Cosmos people say they want to create with their dreams, they want to challenge the status quo, and even if they end up looking like a fool in the process to them, at least it means that they won't be a replica of everybody else. I think there's a lot of uplifting messages in this song, just like in a lot of their other songs. I have one last song for you to hear for the end of this. Program. This song is called "Ye La Ye Xiang." I hope you enjoy it, and you can hear some more music from Cosmos people next week on Behind the Beats. See you then.
Thank you for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International, Taiwan's national broadcaster. We hope you enjoyed our programs. You can catch all of our latest news, audio, and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw. Again, go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news, videos, and programs about Taiwan. If you like to hang out on social media, RTI is there too. Our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International. And you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at Radio Taiwan underscore ENG. And if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app RTI to go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune into 6100 kilohertz from 1600 to 1700 UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on 15320 kilohertz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at english at rti.org.tw. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International. Music